Hey, Scott. Yes? Do you like pooping back and forth? <laughs> you do do? <laughs> you do doing? No. Not right now. Hey, Mark, did you like movies? Yes, I do. Uh, Zebras in America podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. So we've been trying this thing. What we've been offering, if you if you PayPal us or Venmo us ten bucks, we'll we'll discuss an ep- we'll discuss a movie for an episode. Absolutely. So we've been doing this, and people people have been actually sending us money. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Rivera, longtime yes. listener, longtime supporter, sometimes boy, grandma's boy, sure sometimes sometimes uh, sometimes describes the episodes better than I do. Sure. Um, generously donated to my walk. He. One also in, in also in the world of combat sports, uh, still like a, a, a soldier for for boxing, in, in in a world where everyone you know loves MMA and and whatnot, uh, boxing he's still a. Yeah. Well, well, boxing is the best sport. Unfortunately, I I agree, but a lot it's of people boxing say that. it's boxing, mm-hmm. tennis, MMA. Okay. <laughs> um, and that's it. I think. Sure. Those are the sports I like. Sure. Okay. Uh, I guess. Uh, oh, oh, <clears throat> w- women's indoor volleyball. Sure. Uh, Would you like to know an interesting tennis story? This is real quick. To get my mom to go out on uh, a date with him, my dad lied and said he was good friends with Arthur Ashe. That's amazing. And for a while, he kept like my mom. Oh, 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 I meet him? And my dad was like, yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, I, I think I could set that up. And he played it off for a while until finally, like, yeah, I, I don't know who Arthur Ashe is. I guess that's uh, 40 Love, Willard Penn. 40 Love. My dad used to play tennis. He proposed to my mom coming from playing tennis. His racket in, his, in one hand, and he had his ring uh, in, in the other hand, and he got down. And Yeah, my dad played tennis and lied to my mom so for a So did my while. dad. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, my dad loved oh, tennis. Oh, more in common. Look I at found, that. I found a caricature, actually. Mm-hmm. I was cleaning up the house, and I found a caricature, caricature of my father where his, 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 his arms were tennis rackets. That's awesome. And it was to David the Racket. Oh, wow, I didn't. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, rest in peace, David Krupnik. Rest in peace, Willard Penn. Absolutely. You were, you guys were good men and good husbands. Sure, absolutely. Um, speaking, uh, and good fathers. Yeah. Speaking oh, of yeah. good fathers, mm-hmm. were, or interesting fathers, mm-hmm. uh, so so Jacob Rivera, mm-hmm. I know he's a father. Yeah. So he's a good father. Yeah. I, I assume because he seems like he's living a great life. He seems like a good man. Yeah, of course. Of so course I believe he he's a good dad. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good dads listen to our show. Yeah. Um, shout out to Chris, yes. uh, Funderburg, yes. Javier Buntello, yes. uh, Bradley Cornish. Yes. Um, oh, and shit. See, now I'm going like, to forget. No, no. Anyone we know who's a good father. Anyone we know who's like, a good father who we forgot. All right. Just. Like, we yeah. both, you know. We know lots of fathers. We know who lots to of fathers. <clears throat> Th- understand that we're trying our best. Some of my best friends, though, who are fathers, don't listen to the show. So it's like yeah, you're not. We're, we're listening. We're I'm listing my friends who listen to the show. Right. I have right, plenty right, of friends right. who are fathers who don't listen to the show. I could say their names; they would never even know. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, yeah. you talk about movies I never heard of. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I read I read your articles about stuff I don't understand, but whatever. Yeah. I have to I have to accept sometimes that that the what I expect of other people might not be. Uh, realistic. Sure. Like, imagine one of your oldest friends living across the street from the Alamo Draft House. I will never forgive him <laughs> for that. Yeah. Uh, for for listeners, I mean, this is the fourth time 
we should call you Tom Petty. The hey. to- this is the fourth time you brought it up. Um, Marcus did an amazing presentation on women wrestling managers in uh, at Kevin Geeks Out. Yeah, a block away from his from his college good friend. A block. Who, a bl- a street, this, literally. You know how some people say across the street, and it's like, it you're actually around the corner and down the way. Literally around the corner. This, this is, and, no, and literally across literally the street. Across this ain't even a corner. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the dude loves wrestling. It's, it's <laughs> oh, like, shit, I forgot about like, that. Like, like, we've oh, yeah. gone to He's, his house to watch wrestling. That was one of our first, that was our second connection in becoming close friends. Like, oh, you like, re- in freshman year of college. Like, oh, you like wrestling? Oh, you, so do I. You like money? Yeah. Huh? You like money? Yeah, I do. That's from uh, uh, Future... Idiocracy. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah, welcome you to like, Walmart. You, you, I love like, you. you like money? <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So anyway, yeah. So so he he gave us twenty bucks. I'm not going to say the second movie we're going to talk about because we're going to wait for a guest to come on mm-hmm. to talk about that. But today we are talking about uh, Miranda July's film, Me and You and Everyone We Know. Because mm-hmm. I know Jacob Rivera loves that movie. He yeah. wants us to talk about it. Yeah. It's a movie I love. I and, love too. I got I got two qu- quick cool stories about this movie too that I'm sure he didn't even know about. But we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, and, we'll get into and it. I'm gonna play a funny little Instagram clip to get us in that has nothing to do with the movie. Where your father? My father. Yeah. My father. Okay. Hey, Daddy. What are you? <laughs> you do. Are you a father? You do. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Man, take the shit. Yeah. That's a video of a young kid. Yeah. Just like <laughs> yeah. crawling under a bathroom stall. Yeah, and asking a guy if he's doodling. So, Me and You and Everyone We Know yes. is uh, Miranda July's directorial debut. Yes. Miranda July being a, a polymath, talented in many things. Yeah. Uh, she started as like a, doing like a weird... Like performance, performance music video art, art, yeah, where like she would like do stories with synthesizers and weird videos, and yeah, and her music is pretty interesting. And this is her first movie, yeah, uh, and she's done one movie after called The Future, yeah, and there's another movie coming out, and she's written a collection of stories, and yeah, she's, she's done a, a couple novel. Of short, she did a short film with John C. Riley that I don't think anyone's seen, but it was post. Me and you and everyone we know, but yeah. And um, uh, me and you and everyone we know. What 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 do you think is it? What 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 do you say that movie's about? I guess it's about love. It's about connection. Love and connection through the lens. It it is one of those like it's anthology esque in that it's like it's a multiple character movie, mul- a few different storylines that are loosely connected in some way, but it's not. Exactly in the vein of a Pulp Fiction, no. which is what everyone... Go- but I'm just saying that that is like that typical movie that people kind of go to. But it is. It's, it's one of those It's about a family. Like, yeah. It's about a family. And it's it's forecasting... That, that branches off to a lot of other sub-characters that in end kind of come full circle right. still to that, to that family. It forecasts like this, this connected world we live in now where like everybody's connected and everyone knows yeah, each yeah. other. Yep. And... Uh, it it uses ASCII art, mm-hmm. which was the precursor to emoticons. Now we have emoticons and emojis. Well, ASCII were are like emoticons. It's like you know, like creating like art with characters from a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Because me and you and everyone we know, the movie come the title comes from 
the one so so Guy Hawks, Guy Fox, Guy Fox, Guy Fox and his wife uh, separate, and they have two kids, mm-hmm. and the two kids are obsessed with the internet. Oh wait a minute, hold on. I'm I I'm sorry. Not I thought we were you were going off somewhere else. Guy Fox is the guy that blew up the parliament. No, I meant the actor. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Gary Hawks, Guy Hawks. Oh yeah, Hawks is 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 his last name. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were going off. No, definitely not Guy Fox. No, I, I I'm apologize. not talking about yeah. V yeah. is for Vendetta. Yeah, well, not... long before that. But, yeah. I, no, V for yeah, Vendetta. They wear yeah. Guy Hawks masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, why I was getting I confused. Yeah, they have similar names. Yeah, his last that name guy, is Hawks. Hawks. Oh no, I feel bad. Yeah, he's on a lot of movies, but I'll, I'll look. I'll yeah, look yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. before the episode's done. But they're separated, and he's a shoe salesman, and the kids are obsessed with the internet, and they do assy art. And one of the assy arts is is all these just little dots and dashes. And yeah. the older brother says to the younger brother, multiracial kids, yeah. and says, what is this? And the little brother's like, me and you and everyone we know. Yeah. And it's so there's these connections. No, the older brother's the one that says that. The little brother's just like, what is this? And oh, right. The like, little yeah. brother does the... Does, he does his own form of art. This is his own form of art, which we'll get to, yeah. which is uh, back and forth. Yeah, which is sexual. Yeah. <laughs> Not the way he does it. Literally, it's sexual. Right. The way he describes it, it's, it's literally based on a sex act that he's clearly never done, but it's, it's super sexual. I thought he made it up. Huh? I thought he made it up on the spot. Yeah, and then he turned that, he turned it into a symbol. Yeah, so yeah. it's totally based in sexual, nothing else. Because because the younger the younger kid, the older brother is like talking to people on the internet. Yeah. And and the person talking to him, we later find out, is a art director Correct. who who's connected to Miranda July's character. Miranda Correct. July being a struggling actor who's making music and and performance art that's pretty much the music and performance art that she was making yeah. in real life. Yeah. And she meets the father and there's there's more connections, and she's into some weird shit. Yeah. And there, this is later in the movie, and and he he describes a sex act, the the little the, kid, the little brother, yeah, where he's like poop back and forth, yeah, which is basically pooping into someone's butthole, and then they poop it back in your butthole, and you just keep doing it back and forth forever, <laughs> which is what he, which it it low key among like millennials, hipsters. Kind of my generation at the time, too, which was like early generation Y, whatever, because I forget that this movie... God. So I got to go... So the time is like down. 14 the movie years is, old. It's 13 years old. I, but that's literally... Me and you and everyone we know is the first movie I saw at the IFC Center, which also marks when I first moved to New York City. So there's that. And also... When I went to go buy a ticket to that movie, I got into an argument with this guy who told me to go back to Africa. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. It's okay. I can laugh. Because th- there were these proje- union projectionists boycotting IFC just as soon as it opened uh, for whatever reason. And I didn't know what was going on because of how the IFC center is positioned. You know, the big, like, blow-up rat that people yeah. that, union pe- that uh, pe- people use. I didn't even see it because it was positioned... Way off to the side where the CVS used to be. Wow. John John Hawks. John Hawks. It was next to an Arby's. Yes. So I was buying a ticket. I didn't even notice it. And then people started booing me. And I was like, wait, what? And I knew it had to do with me. Because as soon as I stepped up and presented money, people were like, boo. So I looked around and I was like, what's going on? And then this guy goes, you don't love America. Literally, I'm not leaving anything out. I went to go buy a movie ticket. 
A crowd of people started booing me. I looked around like, what's going on? And this one super vocal guy said, you don't love America. So right away, if, if that's how you're going to come at me, naturally I'm going to be schmarmy and cynical. So I said, you know what? You're right. I don't. Uh, and then he said, why don't you go back to Africa? Because he saw my skin color. So I started walking towards him. And immediately a bunch of other people were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's sorry. He's sorry. He's Because they saw it was about to escalate. So they all stepped in front. And no, no one touched me. But they were. it was like four people just like, sorry, 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 sorry. I was like, all right. And that's all I wanted to hear. And then he was just like, well, you started it. And I was like, literally no i didn't start it i went to go buy a movie ticket and you started yelling at me booing me and told me to go back to africa yeah when you said i this, don't love america and this is this because the thing is i don't think knowing you i don't think there's any way that would have gotten you to not see the movie right, Maybe, but but there was a way to have a conversation yeah and they they were not doing it the right way i shouldn't even yeah they and then the one guy in particular no but the they but say, I, I, he's, I was, lu he's yeah. lucky you know, um, one time I was having a birthday party at my house and, and I'm not just in case he, he doesn't want a, a good friend of mine. Who's a director. We went to get a sandwich and, uh, and this random drunk dude came up to us and was like, uh, what do you call a black guy that, that, that drives an airplane? Uh -huh. And my friend goes, someone who's about to punch you in the face. Uh -huh. And he was like a pilot. Oh, I like that. And he was, he was like, he, and my friend, he was like, that, you're very lucky. Because cause both of us, our fists got clenched. Like, oh, we're about to beat up a drunk white dude for, you nice. know. I like that joke. I, it reminds me of my friend, a great Texas DJ named Donnie D. We were walking. He came to visit. We were walking to other music. R.I.P. And this guy, this homeless drunk guy, was asking for change. And he's like, fellas, can I get some change? And we're just like, we don't have any. And he legit made us laugh. He goes, he was just like, uh, what if I beatbox for you? Remix, done by the RZA. And he was like this old 60-something. And we were just kind of like, oh, respect that you even know who the RZA is. He was just like, what about another remix? Featuring Dragon. How about that? And we were like, how the fuck do you know who Dragon is? <laughs> and we started laughing. He was just like, can I get... And I was like, no, but you know, if I had literally had changes to give you, I, I would give you some. It was very funny, but... I, I used... Funny story. Well, mm -hmm. not funny, because it's not funny. It's uh -oh. actually a sad story, but... Uh -oh. um, back in the day, this is all connected. Yeah, Because the, the film's about youth, in a way, and connection... And people trying to figure themselves out and identity yeah. uh, and, and listlessness. Sure. Wanderlust, if you will. Uh -huh. or like the, didn't Bjork have a song called Wanderlust that was like Probably. slamming? If not, I mean, of course she does. She's like, yeah. like she'll, she'll make up songs for like words. I'm like, that's not a word. And then yeah. I'll search grandiloquentdictionary.com. Like, oh, it's a word. Yeah. Salanders. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> Vespertine. Vespertine, which, which is a time of day. Yeah. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. so I've said that to people in a sentence. They're like, shut the fuck up. Or I'll be like, oh man, you can smell the petrichor this morning. Uh, petrichor just being like the the smell emanating from trees. Oh, okay. Yeah, tree do. See, that's what I would have, yeah. Yeah. Or like when Aesop Rock was like, stomach full of halo kibbles. It took me like three weeks to figure out he was talking about Cheerios. Ah, halo kibble. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, but also like, I would associate that with like Kashi more than Cheerios because Kashi. That's because you're. Like that's because you're from Amherst and you. <clears throat> I didn't even know what Kashi was until I got cereal as a kid. 
Are you kidding? I had lots of cereal as a kid. Are you, are you kidding? <laughs> I don't know. You just, you just said we're like, it's Kashi. I didn't know what Kashi was. I get what you're saying. I didn't know what Kashi was till a few years Oshkosh, ago. Oshkosh, Pakashi. Yeah. Oshkosh, Pakashi. I wore those me, as a kid. Oshkosh, Pakashi called me Scotty in the Maserati. Want to see me do cocky? <laughs> nice. I don't Sound know. like Rock Marciano. In the Ducati. Definitely, you're sounding like Rock Marciano right now. Shout out to Mock Marciano. It's it's a fake Rock Marciano. I think account. it's real Rock Marciano with his throwaway bars. I would love for that to be that. It's like it's like for three days when we thought Old Droog was Nas. Yeah, it just it was like, oh, this would be awesome if like this was Nas. Yeah, but like, the Mock Marciano account makes fun of other people very funny too. Like he'll re he'll retweet alchemist <laughs> stuff and it'll be like got any more drumless fire for us like <laughs> just things like that but go ahead anyway. that's funny it's so funny. so not funny story but this is you know just just all just all how we're all all how we're connected but yeah i was just like i understand that aesop rock was being poetic he could have just said stomach full of cheerios yeah but he said halo kibbles which made me realize that like that that dog food is meat cereal. Yeah. Like is. I was like, oh, why would I want to eat meat Cheerios or meat pops? Yeah. Every day, corn pops is an underrated cereal. What's corn pops? Pops. Oh, duh! Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking. You know, I get it. You're yeah, eating pops. like kashi and like. Yeah, I'm eating kashi now. I know about. I ate. I've kashi eaten every si- cereal. Kashi, Trust me. Kashi sixty nine. Yeah, kashi sixty nine. Yeah. Trust me. That's like if Takashi if Takashi sixty nine becomes like a granola wrapper and yeah. gets diabetes and nice. he becomes Kashi sixty nine or Kashi seventy. Kashi seventy. Yeah. yeah. And you're supposed to say what's a seventy? What's a seventy? If you have to ask, you can't afford it. Nice. Uh so I remember back in the day, like in New York City. There, it's not like San Francisco where there's a homeless person on every street, mm-hmm. but in the '90s in New York City, mm-hmm. there were tons of homeless, and in the '90s, and you couldn't just be like, "Hey, let me get some money," like because New Yorkers are assholes. We needed entertainment. I'm not saying I did, but I just found that that, no, you're right. that like people that like if they if 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 you you know there's a song that me and Tone Tank did called '40s where the chorus is "Excuse me, sir, if I give you some money, you think you go to the store and buy us some '40s?" That was one way to get money because you buy us '40s and we get, you keep the change. Well, if you're a listener, you would have heard that song. We played it at the end of uh, a somewhat recent episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But still, not everyone not everyone may know. But, but still, yeah. though, why are you trying to pr- play a brother like dildo? Come on, you, every time you hear still, though, you think that line by kind of, Andre. Yeah, yeah, Not Andre, yeah. Big Boy. I know, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, I changed a word. I took a license to properly not use a word that I'm not supposed to use. Yeah. Um, so anyway, people would, like, have their thing that would, like, like, there was this one guy who was, like, was, like, oh, my daughter's around the corner. I need some money. Or, like, you know, people would have, like, a thing yeah. to, to get money. Or, like, they would just buy you liquor or whatever. And there was this guy who would, like, come through and he's like, I can rap. Mm-hmm. And he would rap, like, very simple, like, almost like, like Andrew Dice Clay limerick raps. Mm-hmm. And people would be blown away and give him money. Okay. And then one day, I, I, was, I was working at a bookstore and I came out of the bookstore. 
and he came and he was he was kicking his rhymes and everyone was like dumbfounded and then this other homeless dude we knew from a different neighborhood but we didn't came through and he was like oh i can rap too and then he started rapping like good oh shit i'm not talking like limerick Mm -hmm. i'm saying that he was rapping like like some big daddy cane shit and it turned out that he was like a at one point like a five percent dude Mm-hmm. who rapped and then got into drugs and everything mm-hmm. went downhill. Yeah. And like, if I was a little older, I was a little younger, I would be like, you know what? I'm giving you some money. I need to know your story. And I'd tell that story and that would have been something amazing. Oh, I thought you were about to say, I'm going to make some beats for you. I wasn't. That's what I thought you meant. We're going to say. I mean, I think, I think, I think the dude wanted shelter more than he wanted to make a rap record. Fair enough. Um, but he was like, he was actually like fucking good. And then, mm-hmm. and then the other dude got mad because his that he was like fucking up his shit. Of course, rightfully Cause, so. Cause, I, I cause, get it. Because this is like this is like uh, Dave Chappelle compared to a prop comic. Yeah. Though to to say I do I do love prop comics. I'm not trying to diss prop comics, but yeah. like there's just like a, I guess a whole, if you were specific, it's like Dave Chappelle versus like Jeff Dunham or like Shucky Ducky. Shuggy Ducky's funny. I was I wanted example like Jeff Dunham. He's, okay, he's the worst. He's a whack son of a bitch. But go ahead. I'm just saying like like Shuggy Ducky is good. He's not brilliant. <clears throat> yeah, but you, uh, absolutely. Like if you come through and you're like, oh, this is some whole other shit. Yeah, there's it. It can be difficult. So I sure. remember like feeling bad and I gave money to both of them. Yeah. Um, which is all to say. And I was like messing around with synthesizers, and I actually just was able to find at a at a yard sale an unopened SK one. What? Yeah. Son of a gun. Yeah. For and and I and I haggled because nice. and um, the warranty from 1989 was there, and the SK one is one of the first sampling synthesizers, and a circuit bent SK one is used for the score of me and you. And everyone we know. Yeah, I have an SK one under this table right now. Oh yeah, well it's it's a it's it's, it's right I, I it's one of my favorite things to sample. Yeah. Because it's nine bit, if I remember correctly. Like it's a strange bit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not it's not like twelve or eight or sixteen, which is like the standard of the time. Now yeah. now there's like sixty four bit sampling. Yeah. But there's a strange grit and it can only record I for say like 10. A, yeah, it's like, or like 9.7 bit. I'm trying to look under, I just can't see it, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. And I just was like, I just, I loved, I love the music. It was by Michael Andrews. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that like, uh, right, like John Hawks, his wife, by who played by Janelle Kennedy, kicks him out. Because he's like listless, he sells yeah. shoes. Well, no, he doesn't kick him out. They they legit get divorced. They legit get divorced. They're, and they're he's, going through a divorce. They're going through a divorce. Yeah. And um, Miranda July, she like I think she drives a cab for old people. Yeah, she works for a company called Elder Cab. I've seen this movie so many times. Well, like my I perked up when I heard this was going to be the episode. This is just like our previous uh, episode with U.S. Go Home. This is one of those things where like I don't need to I don't need to even freshen up on this movie. Because I've seen it so many times. It's literally a movie that's on my phone. I sometimes watch it. I remember commute, so I remember it was during this time and we've talked about this on, on the show. Mm-hmm. You claim this to be like a Todd Salon's effect, but allow me to, to, to Todd just, Salon's how Hartley, more so, but yeah. Not I'm talking about film, just 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 trust me and allow me to go. Sure. So there's like a time in like two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six 
where like indie movie posters were killing it. And I would just see an indie movie poster and be like, I need to see this movie. I don't know why. I saw the poster for me, you, and everyone we know, and I was like, I need to see this movie. I don't know why I need to see this movie. I had to see this movie. That movie, uh, Squid and the Whale, Thumbsucker, the director of Thumbsucker is married to Miranda July. Um, uh, Junebug, which you talked about on the show. What? No, it's. Are you saying. I literally, like. I know you know I've said this, but you're saying all specific. I wrote a piece on this a long time ago. Every, literally every single movie you've said. I used as an image example. So thus far, Junebug, Thumbsucker, like everything you've said so far. An image example for what? What you're about to go ahead. Uh, posters in 2005, yeah. movies that I need to see. That also relate to Todd Solon. That Solons. you believe to relate to Todd Solon's. We yeah. talked about this like three episodes ago. Right. But it's like you go, it's, you just it's like movies. I'm saying all those movies were going title. hella hard. Yeah. With posters. Some made by the same exact person. That's also part right. of it. But yeah. Um, and I would just... I, I wasn't going to theaters at the time because I didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. But there was still a DVD rental store mm-hmm. around the corner. And I was there was a rough summer where I was staying at my mom's house because my apartment lease went up and I couldn't find a place. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky that I held out and I stayed at my mom's for a few months because I eventually met my first girlfriend and then I moved in to... Uh, live with them too may and rich and the rest is history yeah which so i'm glad i took time because part of the history of being this podcast yeah this podcast degree. to some degree and like also like and too may inspired me to just like go deeper into films yeah because i because i was just like i was just i didn't know i didn't know i just knew that i liked independent movies and other movies yeah. and different stuff but i didn't know how deep it could get this is crazy man no you're just i didn't mean to interrupt you're just bringing me back to like my early like when i moved before I moved to New York, when I was living in my parents' house in Connecticut in 2004 after college, and dr- when I had my first car, my white Buffalo, my 96 Toyota Camry, and I was driving in- into the city, um, that's how I met him, Tumay. I already knew Baba from a long time ago, and just like, again, indirectly meeting you, all the stuff I did, yeah, you're just, you're taking me down memory lane, yeah. Yeah, I just was like, <clears throat> I had no idea what this movie was about. Because also, Same. I was just like, I need to see this movie. And then it started getting dark and sexual and weird. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah and I remember yeah. renting it on, on my girlfriend's Netflix. Mm-hmm. And she at first, she was like, what the fuck is this? Why? Yeah. Why? You know, she was the kind of person that would walk out of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had to, I had to convince her to finish The Departed in the theaters. Wow. She was just, she couldn't deal with how long it was. Sure. She walked out of a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. You know, she was more into, like, indie films. She wasn't into, like, the the violence. But me and you and everyone we know, she was really glad that she stuck with it because she really liked it. <clears throat> but it was, you know, like, I think of that film as a quirky film. I know we've been talking about what quirky is yeah. over the past few episodes. Yeah. But this this film, to me, is, like, quirky. It has its own internal it logic. Of course it is. It has, it has pre of what I call, like, indie music like of indie film that has one style because there's also like the mid aughts like Glockenspiel heavy yeah. scores type this of stuff. This is like Casio Mark Mothersburg type. Yeah, like that. But kind but of but stuff. but she. It was like <laughs> that's a really good. That was a really. I've seen good enough. We both seen it. That's why you immediately because we've seen enough of these movies. Yeah, yeah. like or like. uh that's a director? No, because also like the Duplass brothers have movie have movies where like that's the score. 
Did they? The first few. Yeah. They did? Yeah. Because I'm thinking like Puffy Chair. That, that No, no, the Puffy Chair has like more like Glockenspiel type. Or just like pitchforky accessible pitchforky music uh, i think when i say I'm i think, think we're saying the same thing like glockenspiel type yeah, I just and, and pitchfork pitch accessible yeah, is the I'm, same yeah, exact absolutely. like yeah. like boom 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 i really want to come on come on yeah or oh, like yeah. or just like like movies that have that one sufjan stevens song of course but now they just pay sufjan stevens to make new songs for You're movies right. yeah. which are actually like like his his song for me for call me by your Instagram name is yeah. the best thing about that movie. Right. Yeah. Also his song about Tanya Harding is the best thing about the Tanya Harding movie. But wait, it's not in the Tanya Harding movie. That was they fucked up there. Oh, I didn't even know about about that. So I don't. I I just know him by name. He's like well, certain songs obviously, but yeah. Well, he, I don't know him like that. That he, he had a Tony Harding song. Like he he he. His whole thing is like he 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 really came through with that. Like I sound like I cry when I orgasm style of singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. That's how Ghostface described Wale. On remember the Big Ghost blog. Oh, he fake like, ghost. Oh, uh, that dude. Yeah. That dude was so hard. Low key biting marrow though. Like big face, big ghost face. If it wasn't marrow, was biting marrow style. Yeah, I'm indifferent. I'm not mean, a fan of those guys. Is that oh, the I'm, I'm, said I'm indifferent. I'm a huge. I get it. I'm. I'm just not. I mean, I. I, I think they're really hilarious. Yeah. Prior to, there's just a couple of flagrant things that that they did prior to their being uh, popular, which is what got them popular. So it's just kind of like, eh, I'm not a fan of that, but. I get why they're they're very talented. Let, let me just also be clear. It's similar to like my uh, a guy who recently blocked me on Twitter, Armand White. You're a very intelligent, brilliant per Like let, let let me not discredit your talents. I'm just not a fan, and and I'm indifferent to negativity towards you. My my middle school shove it into you and then walk away real quick just to see what happens. But yeah. Do you remember the hope chest in Me and You and Everyone? We of know? course. That shit, hope chest making me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Let's that, talk about the movie a little. I, I'm just going to get that character, so that little girl. Yeah. Okay. Do you have the DVD for Me and You and Everyone We Know? I don't have the DVD for anything. I have the, some of There are DVDs. some deleted scenes. I have like six DVDs you yeah. let me and one DVD that Rob Cotto let, yeah. let me. Oh, what? what Night what? Moves. Oh, nice. There is, oh yeah. Congratulations, Rob. Yes, congratulations. You will have been married by the time this episode comes oh, out. Oh, that's right. Yes. I'm very All happy right. for you, nice. and your wife is very lucky. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? There's a deleted scene in that movie, which sometimes I understand, for various reasons, the movie has to be cut down to this. But I, this is one of those, like, why couldn't this 35 seconds have been left in? There's a scene where this little girl is on the playground... And she's playing with one of her, two of her friends, and they're like, "Let let let's all play house." And she and and it's like, "All right, I'm mommy number one. You're mommy number two, and you're our daughter." And then this girl who's much younger than 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 her and her friend, like, "Okay." And then one of the the girl, the older girls who runs off, who's supposed to be one of the mommies, she runs off real quick. And that girl with the hope chest, she goes up to this little tiny toddler. She's like, "When when we're playing, I'm the birth mom." 
And the little girl's like, what? I'm the mommy that gave birth to you, okay? And then she just runs away. It's like, why couldn't that what? be in the movie? That's amazing. It's so, it's so fucking funny. You really have to see it. It's great. I forgot about it. Isn't this also... Isn't this movie... All, I wanna, isn't this movie... There's also a scene where they're, like, judging... A, like, uh, a young girl wearing a bathing suit? Mm-hmm. Is that a different movie? <clears throat> yeah, it's a different movie. Okay. I don't know. I've seen so yeah. many movies. Um... Yeah. I do, I have to say another thing, getting into this movie, no matter what, for as long as I live, which I hope is as long as possible, for a very long time, rather, there's the scene when one of the artists is installing his work, and there's a a, a coffee cup, (laughs) and the art curator, who turns out to be the woman online that meets up with this little kid, she's like, this is my cup, you got this from the staff kitchen, and he goes, no, I made that. I don't know why that always <laughs> makes me laugh. There's just so many levels why that why that moment is great. But, yeah. Also, that scene that you just described, which I think I have seen, because mm-hmm. I love, I, I it sounds familiar, reminds me of, <clears throat> like, the best scene in Jaws. Mm-hmm. When, when, like, the dad is like, give us a kiss. And the son's like, why? He's like, because I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, that would be a deleted scene. They yeah. wouldn't put that scene. I, I agree. But, like, that's the best scene. That's the scene that humanizes. It's a little... It's these little scenes. Yeah. It's a little humanizing things that I think what makes a movie special. That's, I think, what set Spielberg apart from many of his contemporaries was that he would throw in scenes like that. Yeah. Give us a kiss. Because I need it. Wow. I got it. You just brought... So... That moment in Jaws just branched up. Naturally, that's some shit that my that my dad would do, and that would turn because I had a thing like I didn't want, I never wanted. He you came from want the to, generation. You never want to kiss your dad, but then yeah. you, you know. But other people do. I'm talking yeah. about me. I absolutely. I he would always give me a kiss. I was like, no, I'll kiss. I'll give mom a kiss in the cheek, and he's like, what? I was like, no. And my dad would be like, Italians, Europeans, like they French people, they do it all the time. I'm like, yeah, but we're not your. I'm not kissing you. But then also, it reminds me of like <laughs> just. Bear with me for a second. I'm with you. I had a rough day. I've had a rough week. It's only Tuesday as, as we're recording. It's only been two days in the week. But like when I saw you get off the train, I was just like, "Oh, I'm in a better mood now." Also, so reminds awesome. reminds I'm me. I'm happy that, to be yeah. that in your life. Also, a couple Amongst of other things. About a month ago, I had a rough day, and I had to go. I parked my car by my girlfriend's house, and I was just like. People have been saying my name all day to the I don't want to hear my name. And then I went there. I, I saw my girlfriend. I like my girlfriend's voice. I was like, can you just say my name? And without ask, like, she asked after that. Like, she was just like, Marcus. And I was like, oh, thank you. I needed that. And she's like, why did you ask me? It's like, it's just been a rough day. And like, everyone's been saying my name that I don't want to hear it from. And yeah, I wanted so, to hear it in, in, in this in that pure way. form, this form so, of yeah. love. So that's this podcast, just branching off to multiple things. But, but yeah, th- this I mean, movie is. It's, yeah, that's, it's, a, that's kind of the positivity, the, the power of this movie, me and you and everyone we know. Also, because because I think what what is like powerful about the movie is that is that the dude was a terrible husband, and and sort of, not like a great husband. Ah, uh, what are you talking? About? I don't know about that. Just let me just work with me. Yeah, go ahead. But he's a good father. I want to know why you think he was a terrible husband. Because they divorced. What? You don't know that. that. Okay, she could have been a terrible wife. I don't know. It seemed like he Damn, was. It seemed, <laughs> it seemed like he was like he was like a ne'er do well. No, it seemed. I, I get the. And this is not. I'm not even trying to mince words. He was more just like a sap. 
I guess. But like when he describes their relationship, he describes great moments between sure, them. Sure, but there, you know, like even I'm I need sh- you to take that back. I, it's not, not that serious, but it's like he was not a terrible husband. You, if you tell me not, to, if you tell me to take, of I, course, I know. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna do of that. Of course, I know you're not. But I'm just, I want to go on the record. I'm, I'm a contrarian. Yeah, but yeah, bear with me. Work with me. Okay. Okay. So I bet you could go back to a failed relationship. Yeah. And create pieces that make it sound like a good relationship. Of course. Hindsight is 50-50. But that's still not terrible. That, and that doesn't equate to terrible. That, I don't that, know. That's hard. I just remember it that way. Maybe it was my own projection because up until a year ago, I considered my life to be a huge failure. Jesus. Just being honest. Wow. Just considered it just like a, yeah, just like a complete, complete waste. Only now through like therapy and positive things am I starting to rearrange that. I'm just being Hopefully honest. reactions like mine. That yeah. Was, that was just an initial like, yeah. what? No. It, like, it, I, and, and to clarify for the listeners, when he said Jesus, I it wasn't based on like, wow, that's, wow. It's more like, no, not not from where I stand, which is which is a secondary opinion. But still, right. I think no. when, when you say that and their immediate reaction is like, what? Like, you know, no, befuddlement. Yeah, like... When I used to, like, tell my mom that all I ever wanted to do was, like, prove to her that I'm not a failure, she would get really upset, which you've pointed out on the show before, that, that's, uh, that of course she would. Um, and she'd be like, I don't think you are. It's just, like, your your cognition. I mean, uh, therapy and figuring out what goes on in my mind grapes, which I don't want to go deep into. I don't want to specify specify on the show, because it's, like, I like to go deep, but not everything is everybody's business. But, like, working through that has been incredibly important. So I think it's possible that I just project that onto other people. But, like, I can make relationships that were terrible sound amazing by just pinpointing. I mean, it's like Instagram life. You can just show this this view of <clears throat> life. and But there's all these things happening when you're not taking that picture, when you're not posting that thing. Um, I, I just remember, like... Um, sort of just like that scene of him explaining foot pain that was really moving to me but i know you want to say something no i i I just think it's also the stuff that we're given that show like outside of just yeah it goes to show he's a good he's a father but i just think how still open she's not closed off to i don't know we we could go forever i well i'm not gonna nitpick at a word i just don't think i think he was a good I just think relationships don't work out. I, and and also, if we're going to go into what we're given in that movie, right. it's interesting how quickly she finds another boyfriend soon, at, like right when they divorce. So that could say something too. You know, like you, you could go off on, on, on a million things. Yeah, I mean, and also like one of the sons, one of the sons uh, has like a sexual encounter with the neighbors. Yes, he does. Which is actually, if we're being if we're being fair. Uh, cause to be fair, one of the movies by your man that I do like us, even though I know that it's incomplete storytelling by Todd Salons mm-hmm. has, has a neighbor, uh, oral sex scene as well. Oh shit. That's, storytelling. They're, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, wow. they're not even like oh, that. It's yeah. similar, right. just, just the outcome of it is different, but also, yeah. Doesn't um, this, oh, go ahead, go ahead. In, in storytelling, the character takes mushrooms and gets a blowjob from his male friend. Yeah. And then later in the film, his younger brother, who's who's more popular, is like, I heard about what you did. And you think that that 
he's talking about the mushroom oral sex, but actually it's about him having sex with James Vanderbeek, which was never released in the movie. Yeah. Which is similar to how in Mallrats, they filmed a 20-minute intro sequence, which was a disaster, which they took yeah. out and they yeah. just turned it into the... The, the girl swimming all those laps and passing away. So there's a couple scenes in the film that reference that, but you're thinking that it's referencing something else. Yeah. That's did, you, I, did you like the nerd the nerd depth I just That was there? amazing. Um, yeah, because I'm, I've always been... I think it's going to work out. One of these days, and I'll, I will absolutely share it. You, you will be the first person I will share this with. I am going to get access to that James Vanderbeek scene. Because I'm someone who... I actually really like storytelling even in its incompleteness and i, I just know I, that, that, that 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 the cohesiveness that that, that missing section is going to make it even better and i know so I'm, I'm going to see it before like it becomes available to other people i know i'm going to see but it. i, I heard see. i heard that it doesn't exist no i no no, no 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 it was filmed no no but i heard that the film got lost regardless if you, you i think you, it's you i think, think it's, i i will say this i thought the first part of storytelling is bullshit I don't actually as someone who has issues with potential racial things I just growing up in a college town oh about to say too much not not personally as it relates to me but I was about to say too much that shit is super real and just for the fact that it's real I appreciate oh, that Oh I'm sure that it's super real I just didn't care for it Yeah Todd Salon okay. the thing about <laughs> Go ahead Jesus The thing about Todd Salon's is oh, he's wow. just too horrific and it just doesn't. Often it's so horrific that I hate it. Sure. I don't think he's. Un, not, I think he's. In, he's not someone who makes movies that bother me that I think is untalented. Mm -hmm. I think he's such a miserable person who sees the worst in people, that he tells the stories, under that lens. Yeah. And he's very successful at it, which why Sometimes. which is, I'm saying he's successful at, at showing the worst. Oh yeah. Whether yeah, yeah, he's yeah, successful sure. at making that. Good films or not is oh, up sure, to the sure, eye sure, of the sure, beholder. Sure, sure, sure. It's it's his movies are just so difficult for me. I'm not, I I I can't argue that whatsoever. Even I if mean, I, you know, the less awkward version of Welcome to the Dollhouse, um, it felt like Love, is still too awkward for me. And it's like one of my favorite movies of the past ten years. Oh wow! I uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, Welcome to the Dollhouse is is perfect for me. I it's, think it's it's, I, it's actually less horrific. I mean, dialogue wise, it's very horrific. But in terms of what he right. went on to do after, from happiness to storytelling to this. I tell yeah. people that happiness is the most horrific horror film I've ever seen. <laughs> I hate that movie. With, <laughs> I know. Uh, and, and I know that we talk about not saying we hate movies. But I think yeah. that movie so successfully humanized uh, monsters that it was just too much for me. Yeah. Also, then, it's a little too movie, close little, to home. Little Children. With came little, out. little Children, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I'm just like, yeah. I see, I understand that... that, that we have to tell that we're trying to tell stories, but man. Whoa, I hold on. I, I said something very inaccurate. Let me say this. I just said happiness hits too close to home. I did not mean that. I didn't mean it that way. I mean, I think it hits close to home for Todd. I think there's a lot of Todd Solon's, like, direct. I, I'm just based on the common themes. If you want to go to pinlandempire.com and check out the cinema of Todd Solon's with the intro written by Leanne Kubitsch. Kubitsch, sorry. Um,. There is, uh, there's, I think there's, there, there's a lot of Tatsuan's, a lot of bad stuff in it that, that relates to, you know, I don't mean it, I don't mean it in a judgy way, I just think there's some, there's, yeah, 
he, he treads a lot of topics too much too well that it's like, I think you know this a little well. And yeah, but you're thinking he experienced something. Yes. And I don't know on what side I don't know. And I'm not trying to be funny or, or, or even provocative. No, I don't think I, you're I being think provocative. Ve- I, think I just think it's very, I think you're saying something. I think, I think the fact that he always goes back to these and like, he, like he's always, he, he revisits these characters and that maybe there's, you know, people sometimes <clears throat> even to his unseen very unseen movie fear anxiety and depression which i own on vhs by the way uh which is one of stanley tucci's first films uh the movie that that he tried last to, episode he tried we to, talked to, about to deny. last episode we talked about ving rames ving rames yeah. was given the name ving by his roommate in college stanley tucci you're right you you are absolutely right yeah just wanted to bring that up yeah and Stanley Tucci rhymes with I just, Lewis. I, I just learned with... that from you. That's very cool that that, ah. that you told that to me. <laughs> really? I feel like I've said this before. And it rhymes No, with... I told that to you a long, long time ago. I told that to you. No, I'm I thought too, you were gonna... taught me that. No. Then because he because he went to purchase. I know. I told him to me that then. That's that's very possible. Yeah. Because that's me, you, and everyone we know. We're wow. all connected like wow. assy art. Wow. Yeah. But, and um, if I made art, it'd be called. It would be classy art. Classy art, yes. Hi, Doug. Thorough you ever smoke art. PCP? No. One yeah. of these days. I do. There's um, <clears throat> yeah. I I think unlike fifty percent, it's also been proven half the time that like when a good director like he has maybe experienced something or just has gotten super close to something, and I just think again, there's that element of. There's just things in his movies that he always shows us that it's just like, yeah, you know this very well. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to me, you, and everyone we know, or we can sure. say, uh, what did you think of the future? Uh, I, I didn't like it, and I was very disappointed because the trailer, along with the music in the trailer, is really well. It is really well done, and it's really good, and I was... <clears throat> I'm also vindicated in my disliking of it because for a while when it came out, I was like, is this a Buffalo 66 Brown Bunny thing? Although I liked the Brown, Brown Bunny immediately, but in the sense that like this debut indie darling film that that a lot of people loved, I loved, and then the sequel, you just, you compare it to its predecessor, which you shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, and I did that. So I've given this movie third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven chances. And it's always the same. If, if anything, I like it less. The I like, more I, I revisit I like, it, I like so. some of the cat stuff, but it's yeah, it's just it's it, just a, it was, yeah. you know sometimes sometimes you your yeah. first your first your first movie is so out of the park yeah and and everything you're doing connected to it is so good yeah that if you try to do like a creative second movie it might just be too too much yeah. So let's go back to me, you, and everyone we know. Yeah, please. You're just giving me... Yeah. This episode has become... I mean, not all memories are good. I was just getting all good memories, and then, like, something about the future. I'll, we'll talk off record, and I'll just make all the people listening go, Oh, what, what, what? Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you. Yeah, you just remind... Yeah, a couple of things. That that's So for those who don't know, the, the, last, the last minute before I started talking, I had my hand over my face... Like I was, I was, well, I, was I was worried that you were having like a sugar spike or something. No, it's the opposite. My sugar's low, if anything, because I haven't I haven't been eating a lot these last uh, couple. Of, I just haven't had uh, an, an appetite. Force donuts uh, down your face, please. Uh, 
I was about to make it real. I was going to say, please, Daddy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was just having some bad uh, memories that... But that, but that's that's the great thing about this epi- episode. Can I tell um, you a memory that 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 uh, watching this movie reminded me of? Yeah, please. Because it's just like young. <clears throat> You're talking lust. about me and you and everyone we know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Young lust and young love. Yeah. So, uh, if 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 anyone's been listening or were able to make connections from earlier in the episode, I said that I had my first I had my first girlfriend when I was like twenty three. Mm-hmm. Before, I I I. I was not successful with women until I was like 19 years old because before that I was like 280 pounds, 5'11, had no, no, I was 5'9, scoliosis, and oh. wore like Janko jeans. And was even if you could imagine me more contrarian and less clever and just like really like more potential than anything. Um, and like I would, I was just like I was just an asshole and thought I was smarter than everybody. Mm. And this is before the internet, so like I knew a lot of things, and I felt I felt good about that because I knew a lot of things because I talked to people because I rented movies because I listened to records because I went to the library because I talked to weird old heads about chess in the park, um, like the head ices and the cause of the world that like real life people that would nice. like just like teach you information. Yeah. Um, so like having like having information uh, made me feel like I had a chip on my shoulder because like life was so hard and I didn't understand. Yeah. You know, my father passed me when I was sixteen. And I was just like super angry and really fat and like girl. Like some of my friends were getting successful with girls and I wasn't. And then I went to boarding school because I was like a really troubled kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had yeah. I had a crush on this girl and and. Uh, one day she was like, "Oh, I I like you back," and I was like, "What?" Because I was nice. I was like, "How could you like me?" I was like on some like Marx shit. I don't want to be uh, Groucho Marx, not uh, mm-hmm. Karl Marx. Yeah. Though I am on some Karl Marx. Well, not really. I'm 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 an anarcho communist. But that's 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 uh, yeah. for another episode. Yeah. Um. Uh, but like Marx was like uh, Groucho Marx, was like I wouldn't want to be in any club that would let me be in it. You right, know. Right. Like, right. Right. Um. And she's like, let's go on a date. So we went to the mountains because cause it was boarding school. So we mm-hmm. were in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, let's take some mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we took some mushrooms. And unlike unlike storytelling, um, where where there there was we just took mushrooms and instead just like like pawed at each other's faces like kittens. <laughs> For for, for like for like six hours, yeah, like on the mountaintops, just like because because we like, uh, have you ever taken magic mushrooms? No, you're not around people. It's not really like a sexual thing. It's like it's a body. It's it's yeah. It's it takes you back to nature, and so we just like became little cats, right, hanging out on the mountain. And the next day, she was no longer interested in me. Oh man, that's okay. I mean, it all worked out. I just yeah. It all worked out. I'm in a great relationship. I've had I've had successful relationships. I've had failed relationships. Um, yeah. You know, I there were things that I thought were definitely going to happen in my life that didn't. There were things that I thought would never happen in my life that have both positive and negative. Same, of course. Um, and it's interesting that this movie. Thank you, Jacob, for giving us this gift of remembrance because I hate nostalgia and I hate sentimentality, but sometimes it can be so comforting. Yeah, basically for the and just to go since you brought up the cats, I basically miss my cat, Clovis, Otis, Otis, which it reminds me of other stuff that, but I, I yeah I just maybe it made me miss my cat, but then it brought up other stuff, but yeah, 
Yeah, it's no secret that that last year you were in a different relationship. Yeah. And now you're in a new relationship. Yeah. And you know, no, no one. You leave a relationship be, usually because it's not working. So yeah. And now you're you're in a relationship that seems to be working. Oh yeah. So, and it sucks. There are things that you there are things that we lose, and there there are things that we bury, and there are parts of ourselves that are attached to other people. Yeah. You know, there's like that. There's that line in that episode of Westworld, which you didn't like that much, the the Native American episode, mm-hmm. where he's like to his to the 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 says to his girl like you know leave with my heart and she's like i'll leave with yours or whatever or just like kissing kissing or give give us a kiss because i need it um you know like it's hard because like i'm i'm 35 years old Mm -hmm. and i've lived like 35 lives i've been so many different people and all my all scott Mm -hmm. but it's complicated. Just like a year ago, I thought my life was a tremendous failure. Now I'm like, my life is a tremendous success. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to hear. Yeah. Give us some, give us a little, you said you had some trivia about me, you, and everyone we know. I did? Yeah. You're like, I have some, I have some info that's going to be spicy. What? Yeah. You're like, I have some tidbits. About me and- did I say this early on? Yeah, before we even record, you're like, I got some <coughs> shit that I'm going to bring up. Oh, no. Just like when the guy told me to go back to Africa and stuff. Oh. Yeah, no, well, I, I, thought, I didn't I say tidbit. Like, no, no, no. Oh, just no, it was just like bring behind the... the scenes trivia. Oh, no, 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 no. Just like it just brought me back to just like, oh, this is like the first movie I saw at the IFC Center. When it when, but like it was one of the first movies that played at the IFC, when the IFC Center like opened. It, it was one of the like the the first movies. No, like but no, no. That's all I was saying. Not I like have, anything. I have a signed edition of "No One Belongs to Be Here More Than You," which is her, which is a collection of stories. Oh, oh, that's cool. Well, no, it's not because I I got it. I was going to give it to to a girlfriend and then we broke up. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. So that's many. Good, but... There's like when I was young, authors tend to be the reason books. I mean, really, it was me and my failure to communicate or, like, accept responsibility or anger problems. But I like to blame uh, postmodernist writers. Mm. <laughs> but really, it's me. And that's the, that's the difference is, is I'm, I'm, you grow up and you're like, oh, actually, it's me. I'm definitely le- learning that. I, I like to, I, I, I always, maybe this is something that I should either be proud of or I just need to get older to even appreciate it where it's just like, no, I'm still, I, I'm big on, like, no this part was me or I handled this aspect of it wrong. And I don't mean to sound petty, but sometimes you, I, I, I think it's important, like accept your part in something that went wrong. But if there is something else that someone else did to not just take the whole, like, not, nah, it was all me. Like, I'm not, I'm still not big on that. Hey, why are you doing that? Well, oh, I'm just waiting for the sun to come up. Yeah. <laughs> Where's mom? What do you mean? What do you think she's doing right now? I don't know, screwing her new boyfriend probably. I think she's buying us present. Yeah, Robbie, right now she's probably buying us each a car. <laughs> it's a man. I think it's a woman. I can tell it is. <laughs> what should we write? I want to poop back and forth. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Like, I'll poop into her butthole, and then she'll poop it back. 
and to my butt hole. And then we'll just keep doing it back and forth with the same poop. Oh my god. I'm going to put that. I want to poop back and forth. Oh god, she's going to think we're a crazy perverted person. No, she'll never write back, Robbie. We have to sound like we're a man, you know? Let's just lame. It's stupid. You thought I could do half, and you've done all of them before this. Okay, whatever. We're probably gonna get arrested. What do you want me to put? Like how I said it. I'll poop in your butthole, and then you will poop it back into my butt, and we will keep doing it. And forth. With the same poop. Same poop. Forever. 